Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, PC Kid Potters? This is Sky Glasgow. This is another episode of the Kansas City Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Joined this evening by my man, Alex Benavides, sitting in for Brother Chris as we break down the Week 10 game previews. We're doing this live just before Thursday night kickoff. We have the Ravens and the Dolphins coming up in just a little bit, but we got a little bit of an early start this week. I'm excited about that. Podcast listeners, of course, know the outcome of that game, but we are previewing it just beforehand. And then, of course, Alex and I will take a quick intermission and come back to you with the live TCK roster rundowns for the listener leagues. We do have some breaking news, of course, that went down today that we're going to break down on our quick reactions of Odell Beckham Jr. recently released or quote-unquote set free, if you will, from the Cleveland Browns. Now signs with the, I think, a Super Bowl favorite in the NFC outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Signs with the Los Angeles Rams. Alex and I will break all of that down in just a few minutes. But first, here's a note from our friends with Bet Online. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron and his teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code believe B L E A V believe to receive your bonus for football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts. All right, Alex, you're a betting man. Of course, you run the Commish Bets episode with our boy Desi on the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. First of all, welcome back, my man. Thank you for jumping back in the hot seat. And uh, secondly, please remind everybody where they can find all the Commish content and specifically the episode that you host with the Commish Bets. Yeah, bro. Thanks for having me again. Uh, yeah, you can find us on all things podcast platforms at the Commish FFB. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And you find us at www.thecommissionbrand.com. Go subscribe to the newsletter. It drops every Tuesday. It's a quick five-minute read. Uh, and check out the merch. Excellent. Love that. Episode 497 tonight, Alex. Next week, we are breaking down our 500th episode. We got some surprises there. We have a very special guest popping on as well. Super excited for that, man. You guys are right behind us on the commission side. Super pumped about that. We're going to have some fun. All right, the, the chat room is already ready to go, and we do have some. Uh, we have all the games to cover here, except for the Thursday night game. Of course, Bucky and Bob previewed that yesterday. But before we get into that, man, I want to jump in and just our quick reactions on Odell signing with the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I don't need to go through the whole saga. Most of you, I'm sure, are aware. But long story short, over the last couple seasons, when he's even been healthy on the field, him and Baker Mayfield have just not been able to connect. That's led to frustration in fantasy football. That's led to frustration in real football. That's led to the Browns not seeing their potential with a seemingly all-pro wide receiver, up-and-coming quarterback, just not seeing eye-to-eye. Well, that leads to Odell being unhappy, Baker being unhappy, the offense not meshing, and eventually Odell Beckham's dad takes it into his own hands to release an 11-minute video of Baker Mayfield over and under-throwing Odell Beckham Jr. Of course, not a great look. Well, the trade deadline comes and goes. He does not get traded. Eventually, he gets released by the Browns, which I thought was surprising. Nonetheless, he's a free agent for about five hours. He had the Chiefs, the Saints, the Seahawks, your Patriots coming up. A lot of other teams were kind of in the front runner to be that squad. And in my opinion, out of nowhere, he goes with the Rams. Now, the Rams make sense because he wants a contender, but he also had the Packers and some other squads who are also contenders signs with the Rams. Now, right off the bat here, I want your your reaction to him signing with the Rams for actual football and then reaction on the fantasy side. 
because I think they're two different conversations per usual. Let's start with the NFL reaction, Alex. You see it come through. Odell, I think, was surprising that he signed with the Rams of all teams, goes to the Rams. What's your thought now on the Rams offense adding Odell? And they're already arguably the best offense in the NFC. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how the Rams are getting all this money. I mean, it, it is. It with is no with no first round picks until like eight years from now or something. Yeah, it is absolutely insane. <laughs> they're going for they're they're going for broke this year. I mean, that that's exactly what it is. They're they're not holding back. Um, as far as as the fantasy side, the him on the Browns, it was kind of the the offensive concept wasn't fitting him well. It was more of a running through Hunt, running through Chubb. The play action, but and again, it it just wasn't fitting. On the Rams, I mean, they're they're a the pass heavy offense, right? Still, the the ball's gonna go through Cooper Cup, but Odell is still gonna be a solid wide receiver two, wide receiver three on that team. So, I mean, it, the 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 concept of that offense could help him out with fantasy because I still I still believe he is a, a really good wide receiver. He just really he's been hurt, been off the field a lot. We really haven't seen the consistency from him. So, I, I hopefully. Hopefully the Rams can can kind of boost them up a little bit. I totally agree. This obviously is an arrow pointing up for Matt Stafford. Yeah. Maybe surprisingly to people, I think this actually helps Cooper Cup uh, because yeah. a lot of times, you know, he's not going to get that double coverage because now you have Robert Woods who already takes his own coverage, and now you have Odell Beckham as well. Deshaun Jackson's long gone. Van Jefferson is another weapon here that nobody really talks about. Tyler Higby too, and yeah. the run game. Great addition for them. I do think Odell's the number three here, though, at least right off the bat, with Woods having the continuity with Matt Stafford. Bobby talks about it all the time. Continuity is so important in the NFL. Odell just doesn't have it. He needs to learn the offense. He has to get the camaraderie, whatever. Probably going to take a few weeks. On the fantasy side, if you have Odell on your roster, Alex, are you looking to sell on the hype? Are you holding? Are you excited that now he's in a high-powered offense? Or are you looking to acquire him if you don't have him? Are you lucky you don't? What is maybe your roster construction now if you have Odell? Yeah, so if you do have Odell, I'm, I'm sure you didn't really go to expend that much on him, right? Probably a, a back end, seventh, maybe a sixth. So depending on how your draft order went, you're probably looking at having pretty good wide receivers. I would, I would maybe hold, see how he pans out, right? But Maybe if you're on the dynasty side, maybe ship him off, get a couple of draft picks for that. But in redraft, I think I would probably hold, depending on how your league roster looks, if it's three wide receivers, whatever the case may be, um, and see what he looks like. Because maybe, I mean, you might have found you might have struck gold for if you're in a championship uh, contending team. You know, <clears throat> I agree. And lastly, uh, is there any reason to sell high on Cooper Cup? Are you concerned about? targets going away from Cooper Cup. Robert Woods has been hit or miss this season, had a great game last week. He looks to be ascending, but now we're bringing in OBJ. And again, the ascension of Van Jefferson. Is there any reason you're looking to dish off your Rams, mainly Cooper Cup, or are you just holding tight for everybody? Yeah, no, there's absolutely no way in hell I'm giving away Cooper Cup. (laughs) The Rams offense had a bad game last week, and he still managed to have like 11 receptions. So there, there's absolutely no way I'm I'm giving away Cooper Cup. I agree. I'm going to hold tight on Cooper Cup. I'm actually – I think you can go get Robert Woods on the cheap right now. I would maybe do that because I think yep. he's another great slot receiver. And uh, Van Jefferson is a stash in Dynasty absolutely there. So, all right, breaking news here. Odell Beckham Jr. now signs with the Rams. Uh, as a 49er fan, I am not happy about this. Um, I didn't want Odell on the Niners team, but I didn't want him in the division either because I am with you. I think he's been disgruntled. He's been injured for about five years. If he can get right on an offense, even five, six targets a game, he can do a lot more with those targets than most receivers in the NFL. The Rams only need him as a complimentary piece. I think that's a huge addition there. So once again, Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Los Angeles Rams. All right, Alex, let's jump into this here, man. We're going to break down the Week 10 game action, and we'll start with the Buffalo football Bills that got absolutely destroyed by the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. They fall to 5-3, and three, up against the Jets, 2-6. and six. They have been uh, quite impressive the last couple of weeks. Mike White getting the start once again here. 11-point road favorites for the Buffalo Bills, 47-and-a-half over-under 
again, you're the betting master here. You guys have the commission bets episode. Very entertaining, also very educational. Anybody that's into betting lines with the NFL, make sure you go check it out on the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast, hosted by our man right here, Alex Benavides. So your thoughts here, man. Again, the Bills, it's a throwaway game, obviously. They overlook the Jags. It happens in the NFL every once in a while. But yeah. do you see the Bills coming out and putting up a 50 bomb on the Jets? Or, look, this game's in New Jersey. The Bills looked down last week. The Jets have at least been playing with a little bit of passion, if nothing else. Do you see a second upset, or at least as far as we're concerned, a money line upset here where the Jets might sneak away and cover this by even 10 points? It's still a lot. Oh, yeah. So the Jets have been the thorn in my side for about <laughs> every week now. It's so bad. Um, I, I mean, I know Desi's loving that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So on paper, you're you're looking at this and you're like, yeah, the Bills can't cover 11. I'm going to put put money on the Bills. Somehow, some way, the Jets figure something out and they're magically a good team. They're ma- putting up a fight. For me personally, I think I would probably put money on the Bills to cover to cover the eleven. I can see them winning by two touchdowns, um, and I can see the forty over forty seven and a half with with uh, the score. All right, for fantasy purposes here, Zach Moss is questionable, probably doubtful, may not play in this game. Devin Singletary is a nice pickup for me this week. The Jets are horrendous last against fantasy running backs. They give up the most fantasy points. Stephon Dix. Excuse me, to Stevon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, all spot starts there. On the other side, any Jets you're excited about? Crowder's been up and down. Corey Davis has been in and out. You have Michael Carter. You have Ty Johnson. Now, is there, uh, you know, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore? There's a lot of names that are kind of starting to come up. But is anybody actually exciting on the Jets side of the football? And are you confident in the Bills enough to fire up a lot of those auxiliary weapons? Yeah, so I think the only person I, I would probably feel comfortable with is Michael Carter, um, mainly because he's the only, basically the only running back on that team. The vo- the volume alone that he can see will kind of push him into fantasy relevance. Um, Jamison Crowder, I know I've seen him get picked up a lot off the off the waiver wires, but again, I don't really, I wouldn't trust him to put him him in my lineup. Um, now, as far as the Bills side, yeah, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, I think I'd probably fire them up. Maybe a little caution on Emmanuel Sanders. Cole Beasley has always been consistent throughout the years. Stefan Diggs is obviously the number one target. Um, and other than that, I mean, Devin Tingletary, yeah, he's, he would be a, a good pickup off the waivers. Fair enough. All right, Bills, Jets in New Jersey. Let's go on to the Browns and your Patriots. Browns are five and four, Patriots five and four. Patriots are two and a half. Point home favorites right now over under 45 and a half the big storyline on the brown side at least obviously odell's gone odell's been gone he was gone last week and they absolutely ran the the Bengals out of the stadium will that happen again and mainly will that happen again if nick chubb doesn't play he's right now on the restricted covid list he has to test negative twice he is vaccinated that matters because he only has to pass two different tests if he does that he could be eligible for this game kareem hunt still on ir Active to come out, but I don't think he plays this game. Dearness Johnson, really the only running back there, is Demetric Felton, also out with COVID. Now, Jarvis Landry's questionable in this game. He got banged up last week. We got my man Donovan Peoples-Jones, but will he be enough against the Patriots, who have a nice secondary, and that defense has been playing lights out recently. On the other side, all of the running backs for the Patriots are beat up too. Both Ravondre Stevenson and Damian Harris left that game. J.J. Taylor has an opportunity to get some more work. Brandon Bolden, who used to be a special teamer, now he is getting some work there as well. And as far as the receivers, there's nobody really to count on there. So how do you feel about your Patriots? And then, look, man, if, if the Brownies aren't aren't full sale here, I, I kind of like the Patriots in this game straight up. Yeah, so I, I like the Patriots actually straight up and taking the money line on this. Mm. Um, and I'm going to actually go with the over 45. So – Bill's biggest thing is kind of taking the best player off the field, regardless of what that looks like. I mean, CMC, like, let's go back to last week. CMC came back. Granted, he had over 100 yards total, but it wasn't sexy, right? It it wasn't good. I mean, they made Sam Donald look like Sam Donald. So, (laughs) you know, so as far as the Patriots side, right, that 
Mac Jones has been playing like the Tom Brady of old as far as just the dinking dunks. Do what you can to just get us by, right? Um, now, Damian, if Damian Harris is playing, fire him up. Ramondre Stevenson, maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I wouldn't play him if you have better options, right, like Melvin Gordon or so. Um, now for the Browns, again, DeAndre Johnson would probably be the best bet. Um, I wouldn't think I would trust Donovan People jones but the ball has to go somewhere. So if you think that that's going to be a valuable option, then, yeah, fire it up if you if you need to play him. I like that. And uh, DPJ is going to be a fun one, I think, moving forward. I really like this kid, but didn't have a chance coming out, uh, buried on that depth chart, but now Odell's gone. Landry's yep. uh, beat up, and he seems to be maybe backing into that number one, but especially if Chubb doesn't play. I like New England's defense in fantasy football as a streamer this week. Yep. All right, we got Tommy back off of a bye week here. The Bucks at six and two. Washington football team two and six. Of course, this is a rematch of last year's wild card game where, frankly, Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team should have won that game, in my opinion. Brady's Brady. They came back. They ended up locking it up, and we know the rest is history there. But the Bucks nine and a half point road favorites again. The Bills and the Bucks every year they have these road, you know, touchdown and a half lines here and i've been saying it for months but it's like college lines you never see this in the pros 51 and a half over under here the the uh team's coming off of a buy here you fire up all of your buccaneers i just yep. i'm worried about gronk and ab both questionable we'll see if they actually play if they do you put them in their lineup but make sure you're careful on that i like lenny fournette a lot this week and on the other side I, I don't want to start Gibson if I don't have to. And it's hard to sit a guy like Gibson. But, look, going up against the Bucks, I don't care who you are, I don't like the matchup. And Gibby's been been hurt and he's been ineffective. J.D. McKissick, I guess, in a, in a PPR comeback mode. Terry McLaurin's automatic. And Ricky Seals-Jones until Logan Thomas comes back as well here. But that's about it in this game. Yeah, I'm right I'm right there with you. Um, and the Bucks two weeks ago, they got embarrassed by the Saints. And not for nothing, but – Tom Brady doesn't really take that too well coming coming on a bye week. So they're He's doing to eat it for a whole extra week too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're <laughs> coming off a bye week. He has a little more time to study. It ain't gonna be it's not gonna be too well for the for Washington. But as far as, as the spread, I can see the 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 Bucks going minus nine and a half. And then I'm gonna say the under fifty one and a half. I don't think Washington's offense is that that powerful where they can keep up with the Bucks, especially with the Bucks defense. I, 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 I'm going to stick with the under on that one. I agree. And a lot of, a lot of people in fantasy make out this, the Buccaneers have a terrible passing defense versus wide receivers. They give up a lot of passing yards. You always have to take that with a grain of salt, right? It's like the jets giving up running people get up on the jets. So they run the clock out. So they, they give up a lot of running. People have to keep up with the Patriots. So they pass the whole game and you can't run on them. So of course they're giving up more receiving yards. If it's a tight neutral game script, I think that secondary is still quite good. So Terry McLaurin's an automatic start, but anybody else yeah. in that offense, I'm uh, nervous about, unfortunately. All right, let's move on to what should be two high-powered offenses, but yikes. Matt Ryan and the Falcons were on fire last week. Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott being back was not. They were down 30 nothing to the Broncos at one point, scored 16 points at the end that didn't matter in garbage time, but they got embarrassed a little bit too. So we'll be see. What happens here? Falcons four and four, Cowboys six and two, Cowboys eight point home favorites over under 54 and a half. Again, Calvin Ridley out indefinitely. Mike Davis is pretty much out as well. He's been terrible. Cordero Patterson absolutely on fire. Matt Ryan has played very well as of late, even without Calvin Ridley. And of course, Kyle Pitts is an automatic start at tight end. On the other side, I think you got to go back to the well here, man. The Broncos were fired up, losing Von Miller, kind of proven a statement. They played very well last week and just frankly got the upset. You fire up Dak, you fire up Zeke, assuming he's healthy enough. Pollard, if you're missing a guy from the Bengals, Texans, Cow uh, Giants, or Bears on a bye this week, you can fire up Pollard. And then CD and Cooper and Schultz, you fire up as well. Yeah, you fire everyone up on the Cowboys. I mean, last game for – for the boys, I mean, you know, it happens, right? Every every team ha has sometimes sometimes a bad game. Uh, but this team is way too um, competitive to to kind of go out like that, right? They might give the Falcons a dirty beating. So with that being said, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the boys cover minus eight. Uh, and I'm gonna go with 
I'm going to go with the under 54 and a half. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see mm. a lot of the points coming on the Cowboys side, but I don't see I don't see that the Falcons kind of putting up much. Even though they've been playing well, they've been scoring a lot of points. But I have a weird feeling about this game. Yeah, if Trayvon Diggs ends up covering or shadowing for you know more or less the game, uh, Kyle Pitts, I think that could be a serious problem because Olamati Zacchaeus had a great game last week, two touchdowns or whatever, but Russell Gage is pretty much obsolete. And if they don't have a top weapon there to combat with that offense, I don't think the Falcons are going to shut down the Cowboys. Yep. Um, that Denver secondary is much, much better than than Atlanta, obviously. Yep. Okay, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars with uh, the biggest upset in the NFL this week easily last week with a 9 to 6 shellacking of the Buffalo Bills they move up to 2 and 6 they're starting to uh, kind of ruin their uh, top 3 draft pick here they need to be careful for next season they also got the Colts at 4 and 5 Colts 10 point home favorites in this one 47 and a half for the Jags it's Marvin Jones James Robinson if he plays Lawrence, I guess, in a super flex uh, if you need a streamer. Outside of that, I'm going to pass. Um, not interested in LaVisca, Carlos Hyde. On the other side for the Colts, look, man, Jonathan Taylor's all world. He is Derrick Henry now that Derrick Henry's not in there. Michael Pittman's been playing very well also. Naheem Hines is hit or miss, as we know. Tight ends are hit or miss, too. I don't feel good with either one of those guys. But Carson Wentz has been playing lights out as of late for the last month, man. He's been my start of the week. Um, every Thursday afternoon, just a couple hours ago, every Thursday afternoon, I've been, uh, uh, absolutely honored to be invited onto a, uh, ESPN affiliate radio station out in New Jersey, um, with my man, Mike Gill. And he asked me my start of the week for each position and Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins have been that guy for like six weeks in a row. And I, I feel weird doing the same guys, but the, it makes sense. They're outside of the top 1280 or, uh, ECR every week. They're getting streamed still. They're on waivers, blah, 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 and they keep producing. Carson Wentz against the Jags at home. Again, I think they can make it happen again. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to actually I, – I, I have Carson Wentz in my my big-time home league that I'm I'm in. I love every second of it. The guy's so safe, and he's always dropping. Well, our, our point structure is a little bit different, so I'm going to say – You guys are half-point completion or full? Half-point completion. Half. Yeah, yeah half-point completion, so – in my terms, he's always dropping like 35 to 40 plus, which, which is, is, it's fantastic. So actually I'm going to go with, I feel comfortable in playing Naeem Hines this week. Mm. Here's why I say this every week. JT has been getting 20 plus attempts, 20 plus attempts every week. I think since the beginning of like week one or whatever it was, this might be a game where it's kind of like a low, like JT gets, gets his money. Get, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's going to get his money. But they might – I mean, we're getting later into the season. You know, the, the 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 tires might start getting tired, you know. Might be a good time for the, the Colts to kind of maybe just take take a step back. Let Naheem Hines take a little bit more of the, the bulk. He only had, I believe, 10 attempts last week, and he, he produced. He's, not, he's a really good running back, so there's no problem in that. Plus, you're playing the Jags, right? Now, on to the Jags side. I have James Robinson on my team. The Colts, I believe, are second when it comes to the run, mm. right? The Jaguars' offensive line blows. It is terrible. I'm surprised James Robinson has, has even done this well for himself, <laughs> right? He's a good now, running back, man. He's on the he, wrong team. He is a good running back. I, I, <laughs> Yes, he is. But so now I'm in the, the decision of starting Melvin Gordon or starting James Robinson. James Robinson is coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. Now, for me personally, I think I would rather go Melvin Gordon because I think they're playing uh, who are they Philadelphia. Playing? Philadelphia, who's like number five against the number 15 worst team against the run. So mm-hmm. I think I'd probably rather go uh, Melvin Gordon. Now, why do I say this is because kind of be be cautious. Be cautious with starting James Robinson. But everyone, every other wide receiver, I mean – my last week uh, start was Agnew, so I really shot that one down. That was awful. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I thought I was being a smartass, but no. But yeah, every other wide receiver, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, start. You were a week too late on Agnew. That's all I it was. was. 
you were trying to stay in the flames. I get it. I talked to Chris last week and I, I, I had to start a, I started Jamal Agnew over Allen Robinson in a league. Um, just cause I was tired of Allen Robinson. I was like, you know what? Hope this guy gets me five catches and he ended up scoring and it worked out. But yeah, with some of those auxiliary players, you got to uh, be careful with the fire. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. And, and I was saying not sit Jonathan Taylor, but the Colts might sit Jonathan Taylor. I think yeah. we were speaking the same language differently in that if he blows up in the first half, you know, gets a buck and a touchdown or two, uh, you know, all, and they still have Marlon Mack. I mean, let's not forget, like they have other bodies out there that could take some snaps. So we'll see. But look, we all sat here last week, said the same thing with the Bills, going to shut out the Jags. It'll be a joke, blah, blah, blah. The Jags showed up, man. Give them credit where, where it's due. I mean, they did pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Here we go with the Lions and the Steelers. Talk about a team who shows up but doesn't get it done weekly. Now coming off a bye, maybe the uh, Lions have had a little extra time to study on the Steelers. We'll see. 0-8 Detroit Lions versus the 5-3 and Steelers. Steelers eight-point home favorites over under 42.5. Easily the lowest on the week this week. We start with the Steelers. Chase Claypool, questionable still because it's Thursday, but by Sunday, I think he's going to be out. He's got a foot injury, a toe injury. It's not season ending, but looks like he'll miss a couple weeks. So no Chase Claypool. Well, Ray Ray McLeod, James Washington, Deontay Johnson's going to get his. Some sneak attack flyer names if you need them. You're missing all the Bengals receivers, all the Giants receivers, and, of course, the Bears, who actually played pretty well last Monday night. So Najee Harris is automatic. Then you have Big Ben who, meh, I mean, even against the Lions, I don't know if I would stream him in single quarterback leagues. But Pat Fryermuth is my man that I'm comfortable with. On the Lions side, DeAndre Swift coming off a bye is going to be fine. And they pick up my man Josh Reynolds. If you remember four years ago on the show, everybody, I used to rep Josh Reynolds. Well, now he's getting another opportunity. Should get all of the work there because I got nobody else in Detroit. So look at uh, Josh Reynolds as a waiver, maybe a, a DFS start throw, if you will. Thoughts on the Lions and Steelers here, Alex? Uh, so every time I bet on the over with the Steelers, it doesn't happen. I don't know why. They just somehow find a reason not to score and to find a reason to stop the other offense. So with that being said, I think, uh, God, I haven't picked an underdog yet. Like at all. I don't know why Vegas is doing this to me. So I think I'd probably go with Steelers minus eight. There I go again, looking like an asshole. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then I think I'd probably, oh my God. See, that, what, that 42 and a half, you look at that, you, you're thinking, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just a low scoring game. Like, I can see I can see teams putting that up. Why is Vegas doing this? I uh, could hear that. So all right, so I'm gonna go 42 and a half. I'm gonna go the over freaking A. I hate this. All right. Uh now with the Steelers, yeah, obviously Najee Harris. I mean, this dude is an absolute animal. He's getting every freaking work. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Oh my god. Deontay Johnson, yeah, he's a lot. Chase Claypool. Uh you said he's he's coming, he's injured, right? Yeah, he's got a toe injury and he's questionable as of right now, but I do not think he plays on Sunday. Gotcha. So, yeah, every, every everyone who's valuable on the Steelers, you're going to start them. For the Lions, like you said, Swift, uh, Josh Reynolds, maybe a Mon St. Brown, who I actually, I, again, it was me being a smartass trying to, two weeks ago with the Mon St. Brown. That was, I was two weeks late. Um, he might be a, a late flyer to look at, but I, I would play him with caution. I love that. At the end of our game previews here, I'm going to ask for uh, a sneak peek. You guys obviously have the uh, playbook that's free that we rep here every single week with Chris. I want you to do that at the end as well. Let everyone know where they can get that. But Alex, maybe you look ahead or just look back on maybe, you know, give us another one of your sneak peeks, maybe a start of the week. Cause yes, you miss on Jamal Agnew and you miss on Amon Ross St. Brown, but you have been very accurate on some other grabs as well throughout the season. So um, you, you did call Cordero Patterson the week that he blew up. Uh, before anybody was talking about it. So uh, you have made a lot of great calls as well. So maybe uh, prepare for that at the very end here. If you're a Lions fan and you're stress, you're stressing and you're pulling your hair out, maybe you need to call our friends over at Carafactor, a new sponsor. We'll hear from them, and Alex and I will be right back. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. 
Carefactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carefactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerefactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's move on here. We got Alex Benavides sitting in for brother Chris Benavides today, breaking down the week 10 NFL game previews. I see all of you in the comments. Alex and I will get to you. Your start sick questions and some trade talk and some Thursday night football preview questions coming up in just a little bit as we wrap up the rest of these games. All right, Alex, we got the Saints and the Titans. Saints 5-3, and three, got a huge win over the Buccaneers, and then they fall to the Falcons. Titans have been absolutely on fire, man. Um, Dweez and I talked on Monday, and he's a Bears fan, and we were watching the Steelers-Bears game in the first half. Bears are getting run out of the stadium. He's just like, dude, I'm fucking going crazy watching these guys. They make me so frustrated. And I basically said, Dweez, if you weren't a Bears fan, what other team in the NFL would you want to latch on to and be a fan of them? And he had mentioned the Titans as one of his squads. It's hard not to root for these guys. They play old school, fun football. They play defense. They run the ball. Ryan Tannehill is much better than we gave him credit for in the first half of his career. Julio's not even healthy, and these guys are dominating. If Julio can get right down the stretch and A.J. Brown you know, stays where he's at, Derrick Henry comes back for the playoffs, man, these guys could be absolutely on fire. Very well coached, playing well here. This game's in Tennessee, two-and-a-half point favorite for the Titans, 44-and-a-half line perfect Titans line. It's probably going to go over because they always play better than we think they are, but they're just kind of a, you know, punch in the mouth type squad for the saints. Trevor Simeon getting another start here. It's not Taysom Hill. Alvin Kamara, as I mentioned, has not practiced yet this week. Could be Mark Ingram. Not really excited about these wide receivers and they didn't go to Odell Beckham, obviously. And then on the Titans side, man, look, Ryan Tannehill's good to go. Adrian Peterson is good in non PPR, half PPR. I want, McNichols in full PPR with that passing upside. And then AJ Brown is automatic as well. Even if Julio's healthy, unfortunately, I'm just not comfortable with him. Although this could be a sneak attack game where Marshawn Lattimore latches on to AJ Brown all game and Julio's running free. Um, we'll see what happens with that, but I just don't want to trust it until I see Julio stick out a full game. Yeah, I agree with with honestly everything you just said with with uh, Titans and Saints players. Um, now, as far as as the spread we're looking at, I would probably lean towards the Titans minus two and a half. Um, now, I'm not really too certain on how I'm going to look with the with Trevor Simeon behind the helmet. I mean, the Titans defense they're playing really well. Now, do I like that over forty five and a half? Yeah, I mean we have really good offenses but again that might have been they played the falcons and that was a really really high scoring game i mean that they might keep on plummeting down from that so i think i'm, I'm gonna go with the under 45 i mean 44 and a half with the titans minus two and a half um granted the saints have a really good run defense so they might have to look lean towards the, the passing game uh, but i can still see the titans covering this game uh winning it outright um and honestly, for the Saints, the only person that's kind of relevant is is Alvin Kamara. If Alvin Kamara does sit, I know it's the automatic like, oh, well, it's next man up. It's Mark Ingram. Um, the, the the Titans defense is, is a good defense, but not really scary on any part of the field. Yeah. Are you okay to throw in a Mark Ingram as your RB2? Um, you know, again, there's – okay, Joe Mixon's on a bye. Houston running backs don't count. Saquon Barkley hasn't even played, so it's Devontae Booker on a bye. And then you have David Montgomery on a bye as well. You're not really missing too many great running backs this week for bye weeks. You should have good options. Are you really going to play Mark Ingram over a guy like, let's say, Antonio Gibson going against the Buccaneers? Yeah, so honestly, even if – so let's put it this way. If if Mark Ingram does play or they, they do put him in, 
and you said Antonio Gibson. I would start J.D. McKissick over Mark Ingram this week. That's how like certain I, I would be at. I would not touch Mark Ingram at all. Same game. Adrian Peterson or Mark Ingram? Adrian Peterson. Wow. Okay. So not yeah. really feeling Mark Ingram. Nope. We're gonna get a lot of that on our on our Sunday morning start sit questions. I know we're gonna get blown up. A lot of Odell Beckham stuff. And if Kamara sits, we're gonna get a lot of Mark Ingram. So I'm trying to like gauge the water early here to see where people are at. But uh okay, I am with you there. All right, let's move on here to the Panthers and the Cardinals. Panthers at four and five. Bring in Cam Newton. Also breaking news, not as much as Odell, but we could talk about that off the bat here. Alex as well. The Cardinals eight and one without Kyler last week, without New Hopkins. No need to fear Arizona. You get to play the 49ers. They'll give you a nice dub in the division. Love to see that. Colt McCoy holds it down. James Conner puts up three tutties over 140 total yards. Absolutely crushing it. Ten and a half point home favorite here for the Cardinals. 44 and a half over under. Quite low when you talk about the Cardinals, who should have Kyler back, who should have Nuke Hopkins back. We'll see what happens. But Chase Edmonds also out. My boy Eno Benjamin hopefully getting some work here out of Arizona State. Last year's seventh-round rookie. We'll start with Cam Newton here really quick, man. Comes back to Carolina that dropped today. If you have, if you haven't heard, Cam Newton is just signed before we hopped on air, basically. Resigned back with Carolina here. Sam Darnold's going to be out for about a month. They don't believe in P.J. Walker, so they bring in Cam Newton once again. Christian McCaffrey back last week, as you said, over 100 total yards. Do you think Cam Newton coming back, hopping right into the offense, do you think that helps DJ Moore get right? Does that affect Robbie Anderson at all? Christian McCaffrey, do they like cancel each other out on the goal line? How do you feel about the Panthers overall here? And then let's preview the game. Um, yeah, so so we're talk- I think everybody's kind of thinking about Cam Newton from 2015. Right. This is not the case. <laughs> Wasn't the, last year. <laughs> yeah. Like this is not the same Cam Newton that everybody's thinking that this he's gonna just magically change offense. Right. He he's not accurate. He has no arm. Right. He just doesn't again, he doesn't look like that MVP season. Uh, I think that's kind of what everyone is kind of gearing back to. Uh it might help uh, you know uh Christian McCaffrey, right? Anything, I mean, he doesn't need help. He's just that good, right? Uh, DJ, I mean, Cam Newton does love his big wide receivers. DJ Moore is, is an absolute house, right? He's the number one guy. Robbie Anderson, I'm really not too sure on him, right? Sam, I mean, Sam Donald was a gunslinger, and he really didn't look at Robbie Anderson at all, right? Um, now, as far as the Cardinals, let's talk about James Conner real quick. I don't think anybody saw this coming. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody did. As far as just from the sheer fact of how that offense is built, right? Chase Edmonds last year had kind of his spotlights going back and forth a couple of weeks. But, I mean, James Robinson and James Conner, he's absolutely killing it in in all aspects. Um, Now, this 10.5, the Panthers have this defense that is kind of good, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. But, I mean, Sam Donald gives them – didn't give him a chance last week, right? So I'm going to go with the Panthers to cover the 10 and a half. I'm going to go with the over 45 and a half. There I go again. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with the over 45 and a half. You got a front row seat last year to Cam Newton uh, as a Patriots fan. Um, obviously, he can't throw the ball. We know that. But what we did see, at least early in the season, before the wheels really came off, was that he at least can control a game. Uh, he can move the sticks. He can run whenever and pick up a first down, keep the possession on the Patriots' side. And while the Patriots were – they had the, the Brady hangover and all that stuff last year, whatever, they were competitive in almost every game because Cam Newton at least, like, kept the ball on the New England side. If he can do at least that much with Carolina with better weapons around him, I don't know if they beat the Cardinals on the road, but I think that they'll be a better offense in general. So I'm, I'm with you here on – on them covering that 10 and a half. Cause I just don't know if Kyler coming off that injury and nuke having a week off is going to be able to, to spring it there. I wanted to bring up quickly DJ Moore's work lately. Cause I was kind of thinking he's like, Oh, he's safe. He's PPR or whatever. Okay. So he finally blew up the game. We've all been waiting for in fantasy for years. He finally did it in week four against Dallas. He had 12 targets, eight catches 
113 and two touchdowns. A week before that, he had 12 8 for 126. After that, though, since week five, seven targets, five receptions, 42 yards, 13 targets, five catches, <laughs> eight incompletions, man, 13 targets, five catches, 73 yards. Now, mention he hasn't scored since week four. Okay, so no touchdowns since week four. 13 targets, five receptions, 73 yards. Next week, 10 targets, six catches, 73 yards. Eight targets, four catches, 59 yards. Last week, seven targets, three catches, 32 yards. So this whole like PPR, Jarvis Landry floor, Brandon Cook's floor thing, it just hasn't been happening. Is that a Sam Darnold thing? Is that an offense thing? Is it DJ Moore? And do we really think that Cam Newton is going to come in here who doesn't have the arm he used to, obviously, is it just going to be slants all day to DJ Moore? Because he sure as hell can't hit uh, Robbie Anderson down the field, right? Yeah. Uh, see, it's tough because people look at – people draft wide receivers because they're they're either really freaking good or they're, they're the number one on that team and they're going to be seeing a lot of volume, right? The 13 targets and what, what was it, five receptions or whatever, this, whatever that yep. case is? Like that's a shit ton of volume, but there's no, he's not producing. So it's kind of like a catch 22 there where do I start him? Because yes, he is the number one wide receiver on that team. And he does have the talent to produce as number one wide receiver. Um, I, I, I do believe that yes, Cam Newton can make him better. Sam Donald was just not good. I'm just going to leave it at that. Fair enough. And in those last two games, Robbie Anderson, just one target. Last week, three targets. DJ Moore still not getting it done. So we'll see if Cam can step it up there for the Patriots. Okay, let's move on here to the Falcon, or excuse me, the Vikings and the Chargers. Vikings at three and five. We're not going to go into the Dalvin Cook situation. I've gotten a lot of DMs and questions about it. If you know, listeners on this show for four years should know. I will talk about this kind of stuff, the Henry Ruggs things, all these kind of things. When we know all the information, I will talk about them. I'm not one of the media outlets that just brings up this shit every episode for six weeks saying the same things that nobody knows about. I haven't talked about Deshaun Watson since April because there's nothing to talk about. Once it comes out and we know things, I will talk about stuff. Dalvin Cook should play this week. If he doesn't start Alexander Madison, I'll leave it at that. Vikings at three and five. Chargers five and three. Alex and I, the two biggest Charger fans probably in fantasy football. Big ups to our boy Herbs in the bunch. Chargers three-point home favorites. 53 over under. This is what I'm talking about. For fantasy football, you want anything over 50 because that means points are going to be scored. The Vikings offense can turn it on at any given time. As we know, Cook, Thielen, Jefferson, Conklin even, K.J. Osborne on, on occasion, and Kirk Cousins has been playing very, very well. However, the Chargers secondary is very good. The Chargers got Eckler and hopefully our boy Mike Williams. They got um, Keenan Allen, of course, and Herbie. So this should be a run-and-gun situation if the Vikings can also show up here. I know you're leaning Chargers. I do too. But how do you think that this this fares in – is this fantasy gold with all these names out here? And it seems like a no-brainer start everybody. Is there anybody hiding in the cracks that you were not talking about that we should fire up? Or maybe a big-time player that maybe you're not feeling in this game for some reason? No, this is – got to fire everyone. You have nice. to fire Nice, nice. When, when you look at teams like the Vikings and Chargers – Right. Let's put it this way. I'm going to say the over 53. Hmm. Right. This is going to be a high scoring game. It, for, for one reason, it has to be because these are both high powering offenses. Right. The defenses. I mean, yeah, the Chargers really have, have a good secondary. But still, I mean, the Vikings have really good offense with fantastic wide receivers on the other end. And with at, with Kirk Cousins at the at the helm and he's a really good quarterback. Uh, so, again, yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers minus three. Um, and I can't. So. On the playbook, right, we wrote Mike Williams on the downslope, okay? I don't think that's the case, right? The past three weeks, he's had kind of not his Mike Williams-esque games. But here's one thing. He's still seeing work in the red zone. that And that's one thing you kind of want to be optimistic about and hopeful where the last two, the beginning of the week two, week one and week two, that was the thing was he was getting red zone work, but he just wasn't capitalizing, right? This is the game where I see he's going to bounce back and he's going to be capitalizing. I think last week he had three red zone targets. 
which is which is really what our end, end zone red zone, which is really what you want to see, right, from Mike Williams. But again, he just didn't he wasn't capitalizing on those situations. This is going to be that week. I love that. And you're stamping your stamping your your case there. And again, man, I'm I'm a Mike Williams guy. I, I uh stood on the table this summer and broke down every division and every team in every division. Then we did our sleepers bus breakouts from each division. And Mike Williams was my again breakout. I guess he had a nice rookie season, but again breakout because it just all the numbers made sense. You had him yep. as one of your breakouts early season on the commish pod as well. And uh we fucking crushed it for the first month of the season <laughs> and then he's disappeared. So hopefully, hopefully Herbie and the boys can get it right here, but I agree. I'm going to go with Mike Williams once again. All right. Eagles, Broncos, Eagles, three and six Broncos, five and four Broncos field goal home favorites, 46 over under, not very high Jalen hurts. First time to the mile high city. It is more difficult to play at that 5,280 foot elevation there in Denver. Denver, again, absolutely embarrassed the Cowboys, frankly, last week. Uh, very impressive there in Dallas. Um, you got to start up Jalen Hurts. I think Devonta Smith can can do well. Six catches, 113 last week. Uh, this running back thing is just a mess. I'm, I don't want Jordan Howard. My boy Kenny Gainwell's not the guy. And Boston Scott, no thank you. Dallas Goddard's automatic. On the other side, you know, Teddy B, if if you need to, the, the the Eagles have been pretty porous against wide receivers this year. Jerry Judy, Sutton, we got a number of questions in the comments we'll get to in a second about Jerry Judy, Sutton, or somebody else. And then Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, man. I want it to be Javante, but it's still Melvin. Can you fire up everybody on this team? Noah Fant might be back if he's not. Albert O. A lot of question marks in this game outside of, I would say, outside of Judy and Sutton and – Jalen Hurts and Goddard, I don't think that there's a guaranteed start elsewhere on the field. You wouldn't start Gordon? I would start Gordon, I guess. It's just you're relying on him getting the touchdown over Javante, which he's been doing. Yeah. But Javante gets the same amount of work. He had his first 100-yard game last week. Has to, that has to matter in the locker room. And every sing- I know this because my boy's on the TCK, and I talk shit every week. Bobby's a big Melvin Gordon guy. I'm a I'm a, a Javante Williams guy. He's not a Melvin Gordon guy. He just the numbers are Melvin Gordon's side. And yeah. every time Javante Williams outproduces him, like Kenyon Drake outproduces Josh Jacobs every single week on paper, minus that one touchdown that puts him over in fantasy points, I let him know about it because Javante is more efficient, but not getting it done. It's Nick Chubb and Carlos Hyde all over again. So yes, I'm starting Melvin Gordon because he's a running back, but he's not automatic for me, is what I'm putting out there. Interesting. I think I think one thing with Melvin Gordon is, for him, he he is touchdown dependent. But then again, he's still getting those. But he touchdowns. gets them yeah. exactly. And that's my point. Um, yeah. So honestly, all those all those guys, uh, players that you just said are I'm a I'm a full lock uh, as far as starting them. Dallas Goddard, Jerry Judy, Colin Sutton, um, no fan. Maybe if he does play, um, Devontae Smith, yes. Uh, but so let's go back. Let's check out the, the Broncos minus three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take that easily. Uh, okay, easily. Easily. The over and under, I'm going to go under 46. Oof. Ugly, Here, ugly game in the cold, huh? Yeah, yep. And like you said, it's really tough to play in that elevation. Really tough. So I'm going to go, and the Broncos' defense is firing on all cylinders. On all cylinders. The Eagles' offense, really, not really, right? So I'm going to go with the under 46. Do you think there's any way the Broncos and they're professional athletes, so you wouldn't think this happens, but of course it does because the Bills lost to the damn Jags last week. You think there's any way the Broncos come off of that incredible win last week in Dallas where everybody had the Cowboys with Dak coming back, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't only win. They blew them out for the first three quarters. Um, do you think they come off a little, a little bit of a high and then lay an egg a little bit against Philadelphia? You worried about that at all? I I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Here's why. So here's why the it would be one thing for maybe the offense to lay an egg, right? But I don't see the defense doing that, right? It, it's it's easier. I'm not gonna say it's easier, but the defense as a whole, right, can do its job, and that's exactly what they did with the Cowboys. Yeah, the secondary. The defensive line, the linebackers, they were all doing their job, right? It just so happened that on the other side with the Broncos, 
they're also doing their job. I can maybe see potentially not being such a high-powered game from the Broncos' offensive side, but I do not see the Broncos' defense laying up a dud. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Three games left, everybody. We got the last afternoon game and then the Sunday and Monday night game. Seahawks-Packers, Russ coming back here. Three and five Seahawks. That will turn around quickly, I would imagine. I don't know about this week, though. They got the Packers in Lambeau. Rodgers coming back. We had the vaccination fiasco last week. Again, not going to get into that. Nonetheless, missed the game. Jordan Love threw up a dud against the Chiefs, who, frankly, they would have beat without Rodgers because the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs right now. But they end up getting the loss. Seven and two Packers at home. Three and a half point favorite at home for the Packers. Russ coming back for Seattle once again. 49 over under. Russ comes back. So Russ, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, all surefire starts, in my opinion. Chris Carson yet to come back. Should be activated off of IR, but won't play. Alex Collins, you can fire up as well. For the Packers, Rodgers is back. So it's going to be Adams. It's going to be Jones. Nobody else, really, I'm excited about, per se. Maybe Alan Lazard, who caught the touchdown last week from Jordan Love. Question's going to be A.J. Dillon. And you may not, like, A.J. Dillon, why? Well, he's starting to cut into the workload. And as we get later into the season, he's kind of like baby Henry, where Mm -hmm. why not give it to this guy 15 times to just wear down a defense, wear down a defense, wear down a defense, and pop a screen to Aaron Jones every once in a while. I I don't know if it happens this week, but as we turn into November, December, January, that's got to be the plan in Lambeau. We saw him have a great game in the snow against Tennessee last year when Aaron Jones was out. It could happen again moving forward. Uh, so AJ Dillon, I think, is the only question mark. Would you fire him up if you're missing, let's say, Mixon, David Montgomery, uh, Devontae Booker, all those guys on a bye? Would you fire up Dillon? Um, yeah. oh, man, yeah, I think I think I would. I think I would fire up AJ Dillon. Um, like you said, he's been cutting into Aaron Jones's work, but also, honestly, Eric, I believe two weeks ago or whatever the case was, he kind of called this when Devontae Adams was out, Alan Lazard with their whole. Offense was kind of dismantled, where AJ Dillon would be in the backfield, Aaron Jones would be uh, at the slot, which is kind of exactly what we kind of saw. So yep. we might see Aaron Jones maybe in the in in the slot again. To and he is a good receiving back, so we might honestly see that offense offensive scheme come up to um, come up uh, uh, on the field. So, but I so last time I checked with the Aaron Rodgers news, is he officially like back in playing? He's he's eligible to play. I would be shocked. He's eligible to play. So I would be shocked if Green Bay doesn't play him. I'll put it that way. All right, got it. All right. So with that said, I'm I think I'm gonna go with the, the Packers minus three and a half. I'm gonna go with the under 49. Um I mean we thought that it was gonna be a high powered game with, with the Packers and Chiefs last week, but obviously Aaron Rodgers was not in that game. And honestly, I don't even think it made a difference because the Packers defense is really, really good. Any concern with Russ coming back? Just, just, far- just dust, you know, knocking off the rust. Tyler Lockett, 13 targets two weeks ago with Geno Smith. Had a bye last week. DK's been out of his mind the last couple of weeks as well. Russ coming back usually favors Lockett. Are you, I mean, you're starting all those guys, but are you nervous about them at all? No, I mean, with, with Russell Wilson coming back, you, ha- you have to, like, start Lockett and DK. Russell Wilson is is a top five quarterback in the NFL, and if he wasn't hurt, probably a top five quarterback in fantasy. So you have to start Russell Wilson. I have no concern of starting Lockett and DK. A.J. Dillon, four, five, and six carries in his first three games. Since then, he's had over 10 three different times in the next six games. He's yet to have over 81 total yards, though, and he has not scored on the ground this season. So he is getting some work, but not terribly efficient. Aaron Jones is still my guy. Sunday Night Football, Chiefs and the Raiders. Chiefs, of course, accidentally get the win against the Packers. They would have lost with Rodgers. I'm almost conf- you know, uh, uh, certain there. Five and four Chiefs, five and three Raiders. Raiders are playing inspired football. Um, they got you know beat up a little bit, but they're playing well. Chiefs, two and a half point road favorites. I, I, I never root for or lean toward the Raiders because I'm a Niner guy, and that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. I, I, this has got to be Raiders easy, but you're the you're the money guy. I'll let you talk about it, but I'm going to go Raiders on this one. 51 and a half point over under. I'm taking the under on that as well. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time we have seen a Chiefs money line when it's minus two and a half? Yeah, they're on the road too. I mean, if they were home, it might be a little bit more. 
I, I agree with that, but I mean, last year, two years ago, this line would be minus seven, minus seven and a half. I mean, this is a minus two and a half. And you're looking at this and like, like how are the Chiefs minus two and a half with the, the, the power that they have on this offense? I mean, here's why. I mean, first off, I have Tyree Kill on my fantasy team, and he is very frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. He is extremely frustrating. For one, the defenses are triple teaming him. Right. Travis Kelsey is looking very old. I'm not yeah. sure if you're noticing this, but he's looking very slow. Yeah, he is. And he ha- he hasn't been incredibly athletic the last couple of years, but he's just getting all of that volume. And he's basically Jason Witten who can actually still play. But now they're they're triple teaming Hill deep and then they're putting a linebacker plus on Kelsey because that is the entire offense. Yeah, they're, they're a one trick pony, two trick pony. I guess if you want to say it that way. Um, I think I'm going to say the under 51 and a half. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs' offense just really hasn't been looking great. I'm gonna and I, that, uh, so you would you would say the Chiefs cover into this? I mean the Raiders. No. The Raiders cover this, and you know what? Straight up, dude. I think the Raiders win the game. Ah, holy shit! Wow. It's in. Okay. It's all right. It's in Vegas. Yeah. This is a this is a legendary rivalry, right? Yeah. The when the Raiders were absolute horrendousness i was going to say the ds word but you know when they were absolutely horrible a couple years ago and the chiefs were the chiefs the raiders still knocked them off once or twice during that run right because like it's a division rival that's what happens every once in a while i think they're straight up like the same caliber team because the raiders defense is much much better than the chiefs defense overall and if Derek Carr can play, which I think he can, they don't have the distraction of rugs anymore. They bring in Deshaun Jackson, who's going to be good for one 60-yard catch. Yep. And if Jacobs and, and Drake can get it done, man, Darren Waller, nobody on the Chiefs can cover Darren Waller. Unless they put Tyron Matthew on him, then that leaves open whoever down the field. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be like a you know, like a 27-24 kind of game. Yep. And so I'll, I'll take the uh, the under just barely there. But I straight up think the Raiders could win this game. If not, then the Chiefs have to turn it on and blow them out. Because I think Derek Carr is going to do enough to put up three touchdowns at least. I like you. I'm all in on the Raiders. Let's go. Let's go. Last game here. We already we already Odell Beckhamed. So if you missed that at this point in the season, double back on the podcast or reverse the, the video here when we're done in just a second. We've already talked about Odell Beckham. Signed with the Los Angeles Rams. I think shocking to everybody. It was not on his list of like eight teams that Shefty put out recently. But either way, Odell goes to the Rams. 49ers looking horrendous. Should have benched Jimmy Garoppolo four years ago and left him in New England. However, sticking with him. Love to see that commitment from our boy Shanahan. Three and a half point road favorites for the Rams. They cover that easy. 49 over under. The Rams cover that by themselves. Not feeling good about this one on Monday Night Football in primetime, Alex. Yeah, I'm right there. The Rams minus three and a half, and I'm going to say the over 49. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the Rams... if it's 50 nothing Rams, then they still cover, right? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yep, right. that... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, everyone on the Rams is a must start. The 49ers, Elijah Mitchell, honestly, probably him, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, you have to start him. Jay Kitty, Kittle comes back over 100 yards last week. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Mitchell, you fire them all up. Yeah. Um, but again, against this Rams defense, man, I just I don't see Jimmy unless we completely slow down the game somehow. I don't see this being competitive and then turnovers maybe late. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with you. But all right. Odo Beckham will not play this week, but you can fire him up moving forward. All right, Alex, we got maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. Let's run through this before we get into the TCK roster rundowns. Sure. Again, I'm sitting here with my boy, Alex Benavides, sitting in for brother Christopher. All right, let's blast through these here quickly. And again, everybody, check us out Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the Fantasy Focus YouTube page. Three hours before kickoff, we have start sits for three hours. Come check us out with all these. We answer them in depth with a full panel. Mahomes, Herbert, Alex. Herbert. Herbert, love it. Hey guys, what are your thoughts on OBJ to the Rams? We went over that, Mowgli. Appreciate you chiming in. Sell high on Cup. We went over that as well, Zayner. Thank you for dialing in. Waddle, Beasley, or Renfro pick half PPR. Waddle tonight, Beasley, or Renfro? Waddle. Uh, is Tua playing? Tua is questionable. I think it's going to be Brissett. And actually, mm-hmm. right before we went on air, I believe Brissett was named the starter. So I think it's Brissett. 
I'm going to go Renfro. I'm going to go Renfro here as well. I like that call. McKissick, Singletary, Mike Davis, full PPR for Zaner. McKissick. Yeah, you already went McKissick. If Moss is out, I'm going to go Singletary. Otherwise, let's go Zaner. Who would you trade Cup for straight up? I wouldn't trade Cooper Cup. If you're going to do that, go get yourself a top five running back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, or Najee Harris, um, Austin Eckler. Other than that, don't do it. Yep. Not even Devontae or Tyreek. Exactly. Boom. All right. Gaskin, Damian Harris, Sutton, PPR, Green Bay, Denver, Dallas, defenses waiting for Russ to enter out. What do you think? Russ is in this week. So let's break it down one at a time here for Connor. Gaskin, Damian Harris, or Sutton in PPR? Who, who's playing tonight? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Dolphins and uh, Ravens. Um, I like I like Damian Harris. I, I if he big, plays. He had, he, he had an injury last week, too. If he plays, then I would probably go sign. Um, now for th- this defense, I'm going to go Green Bay. Green Bay. All right, I'm going to go um, uh, Denver defense at home versus uh, Hertz and the Eagles, and I will go with um, Sutton as well. All right, Harry, start two, PPR. Freeman tonight, Devonta Freeman, Rashad Bateman tonight, Javante, Bolden, Logan Thomas, A.J. Dillon, and Peterson. Pick two in PPR. Um, Do not start Logan Thomas. That guy is terrible. I had him from the beginning. Uh, I'm going to go Javante and Peterson. All right, I'm going to go Bateman. And I think Bateman's uh, ba- Bateman breakout tonight. I'm feeling it. Okay. At, least, at least a hundo and a tutty. Uh, Bateman and I'll go um, Javante as well. All right, F on YouTube. I traded Justin Jefferson and Chris Carson for Deontay Johnson and James Robinson. Thoughts? Huh. Um, I don't know. So, uh, I think Justin Jefferson and Deontay are kind of very similar. Mm-hmm. Chris Carson and James Robinson. I mean, when James Robinson does play, I think I'd rather give the favor over J- with James Robinson. So, I, I would say I like I like that trade. Yeah, I think it's 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 an even trade, and I think it's kind of a wash. Well done. Yeah. How do you feel about Bateman tonight? Just told you, 101. <laughs> um, Mr. Jones, I have the option to flex Antonio Gibson and Kyle Pitts this week. I don't like Gibson pass-catching work. Uh, thus, I was thinking about benching him on the bye. What should I do? Start Kyle Pitts. <laughs> there you go. It's in a PPR <laughs> league, as he was mentioning. Yes, start Kyle Pitts as well. All right, for our boy Nuke. This is DeAndre Hopkins tuning in uh, every Thursday night. We appreciate you, DeAndre. Wentz or Ryan? We talked about both these guys. They both been playing quite well. Uh, I'm going to go with Wentz. I'm going to go Wentz as well. Mike Ortiz, what's up, Mike? Start Hollywood Brown tonight or Jalen Waddle tonight? Either one of these guys, full PPR. Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown as well. All right, Casens, let's go with should I start Brandon Ayuk at Flex or Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy. Love it. Beach, I see you got all your picks in, man. Thank you very much. I traded Mike Williams and Marvin Jones for Eckler and Henderson. I love that. Wow. I like that a lot. You got Eckler and Henderson for Mike Williams? and Yeah, that's an absolute steal. Did I win or lose this trade? That's a win easily. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We got the rest of these wins here. We got a couple more here. Nick Folk or Youngway Koo? Nick Folk, the number one kicker in fantasy football. Yeah, so Nick Falk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start one. Rashad Bateman tonight versus the Dolphins. Brandon Ayuk versus the Rams. Hunter Renfro versus the Chiefs. Standard League. Mm, I uh, you take this one. You, I'm not a big fan of standards, so I'm going uh, Beatty. Bateman uh, t- touchdown upside here. I'm going to take Rashad Bateman. Okay. Next one. Should I trade Kyler Murray and Darvin Cook for Tom Brady and DK Metcalf? I already have Nick Chubb, Montgomery, Ceh. Wow. Hunt and Madison. This would make my worry no more about the flex. So should I trade Kyler Murray and Darvin Cook for Tom Brady and DK Metcalf? So basically Brady for Murray and then Metcalf for Cook looks to have a, another couple of great running backs. I actually like this trade in this particular stance. Yeah, I like this. For one, Tom Brady's already off his bye. DK's already off his bye. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do this trade. All right. 
Couple more here. Would you trade Jamar Chase and Daryl Henderson if my other wide receivers are Pittman, Evans, and Keenan? Uh, Jamar Chase for Daryl Henderson, Pittman, Evans. Um, no, I would not trade Jamar Chase for Daryl Henderson. No, you would keep that. Okay, because you have Pittman, Evans, and Keenan Allen, I'm okay with it because you probably need a running back. So I am okay with trading Jamar Chase for Darrell Henderson, who is an RB2 minimum. So for me personally, I think I would rather trade Evans over Jamar Chase. Yes, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I don't know if you'd be able to make that trade, but if you can, keep Chase over Edmonds. Or I'm sorry, keep Evans. Sorry, keep Chase over Evans. Trade Evans if you can. If you can trade Evans for Henderson, you would do that, but not Chase. Yep. Got it. Okay, a couple more here. Chubb, Elijah Mitchell, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson. Oh, those are the guys you guys are talking to yourself. I appreciate that. Uh, Carlson or Folk? Um, let's go Carlson. He's been on fire here to the Raiders. All right, a couple more, and I think this is the last one. Could you trade one of your other wide receivers? Nope, you guys are talking to yourself. All good. Will A.J. Brown stay consistent? Absolutely. Dude's an animal. Uh, and right here, do you think Evans is fair for Henderson? I do. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, AB is still out. Gronk is still out. He's got the touchdown upside. And when AB and Gronk come back, I think you're going to lose that upside. So I would capitalize right now when you can. Yep. All right. That is it, folks. All of you in the chat room, come back to us in just a couple of minutes. Alex and I will be right back on with the TCK roster rundown. But this wraps up episode 497, which is the week 10 game previews. Alex, before we get out of here, let everyone know where they can find the playbook, commission bets episode, and all the commission materials. Yeah, check us out at, at the Commission FFP on all podcast platforms on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, go check us out www.thecommissionbrand.com. Our entire media platform is on there. Uh, Commission bets, Commission dynasty, um, and Commission uh, redraft. And go check us out uh, at um, go check our, our newsletter out. It drops every Tuesday. Um, you just got to subscribe. It's free. It's easy. Five minute read. Go check out the merch as well. Love it. This episode and all episodes have been brought to you by the Bet Online and the Believe Podcast Network. You can check out all of our podcasts there. Make sure you give us a like, follow, and subscribe anywhere on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. You find the Fantasy Focus and Candlestick Kids fantasy football content. Next week is episode 500. We got something in store for you. Alex and I will be right back for the TCK roster rundown. And then Bob, of course, is dropping his Saturday player trends. The most important fantasy episode, in my opinion, comes up on Saturdays. Make sure you stay tuned right here for Bob's player trends and key injuries. Alex and I will be right back for my man, Alex Benavides, and the rest of the Kamish crew. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. We'll catch you next time. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.